Blog Talk Radio. Well, it's a wonderful Saturday, and my dad and I are here, Gene, God coaching. And uh, we did it a day later, and I would say because it's closer to Mother's Day, but he, he said, I'll give you a break today, yesterday, Chief, so you can get it, everything done. So I appreciate you, Dad. And, and, and with his kind, good heart, what he said, he goes, we really need to do a show about mothers, mothers everywhere. This is for you. And uh, it's an honor of you in the work that you do. I'm a mom, right? So I'm excited for, you, for all of us. And my father put, has a great, great show story to share with us. So, Dad, please take it away. I'm excited to hear about it myself. Uh, well, I'm not exactly sure why uh, you chose me to do this show. My mother died when I was born, so I didn't have a mother. I don't want anybody to feel sorry. I had a great father, and uh, he was a God-loving man, and uh, he raised me, and he let me raise myself. And sometimes that was bad, sometimes that was good, but he let me raise myself. And I came forth in this world. I did things that are horrible that a mother wouldn't help me with, but I didn't have a mother. Uh, but that, that doesn't mean you feel sorry for me because God took care of me. So what is a mother? I wrestled that decision. I was at uh, Winter College in First thing I said was psychology. I said, what is a mother? I see kids all over the world. I see kids that I have ran around with. and They were taught certain things that I, I never taught that. The first person that said, I love you, every mother says that. That's, that's a good mother. So mothers say that. I love you, son. But never for me. But the first person that told me they loved me was a 13-year-old girl. Wow. I said, wow, that's good. She said, now can I ride your pony? I said, no. And I said, something graphic. She said, well, I'm going to tell your daddy. I said, you tell my daddy, you'll never ride my pony. But anyway, Geraldine was the first girl that said she loved me. But uh, who is a mother? What is a mother? What's a mother about? That's a deep subject. And I know most of you have mothers. There are some that doesn't. There are some that the mothers just don't run away from them. But we're all in the same story. We have to trust God to give us enlightenment and light toward that, what a mother is about. But I want to discuss maybe, I'll tell you a few mothers out of the Bible. The Bible has great, great, great interpretations of a mother. But I selected, uh, I selected 10, but I only get to 10 of mothers that uh, were, were gifted, that God showed me and the world, if you read the Bible, 66 books written by mankind, perfected by God. He never let them stray, but he used their personalities. So I'll take the first mother, Sarah. She was childless, childless, because she was not able to conceive. She was married to Abraham. Abraham was a great man. He had the promises, the Abrahamic covenant, that all his kinfolks would be blessed. Your kinfolks would be like the stars of heaven. They can't count them. We're a child of Abraham, and his covenant applies to us. But Darasur had this great covenant from God, and she was childish. She would grieve both Sarah 
and Abraham. In Genesis 15, when the word of the Lord came from to Abraham, he answered that would give you more, and I will give you everything that's promised. Your son would be like the heavens and the Sarah wouldn't win an award for waiting because she laughed at God. But lo and behold, at the age of nine, Sarah had a child. And she named him what? Isaac? So there was Sarah with a child named Isaac, 90 years old. Abraham was 99. God, that's awful, you know. But there, God brought, brought me language, laughter, and everyone hears about this will be with me. And she added, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children, yet I have bore him a son in his old age? Can you imagine waiting that long for a blessing? Sarah tried to believe the promise that she had doubts until it came to fruition. Then she laughed with joy. The Lord had done. Isaac would go into continue his legacy as his father Abraham. Oh, Sarah, was she patient? No, she's not patient. She laughed at God because she didn't believe what happened. But the next one is Hagar. Who in the world is Hagar? Hagar was an Egyptian slave, a manservant, maidservant to Sarah. She came pregnant after Sarah looked at Abraham and said, Listen, I'm not having children. I'm 90 years old. I'm not going to have children. But I give you my servant, and you can you can go to her and get her pregnant. And he did. Well, that'd be horrible, right? How would you like for your best friend or your servant? We don't have servants, but let's say your best friend, and look at your husband and say, "Well, take her because she can give you a child. Maybe I can't." And she did. Then he turned against her. She had to flee for her life. But Abraham took care of her. The Lord took care of Hagar. And Hagar and her son Ishmael ascended to the desert where she believed they would die. But God is faithful and showed her a well. Tell us your God with joy. With the boy as he grew up, he lived in, he lived in the desert and became an archer. The third mother that I'll talk about is in the Bible is Rebecca. Who in the world is Rebecca? It's Isaac's son. I mean, the wife, beautiful lady. She married. She married him. She became pregnant, and lo and behold. Twins were in her. When she asked the Lord why this happened, he answered her, Listen to this carefully now. The Lord said to Rebekah, Two nations are in your womb, and two people from within you will be separated. One will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. What? You mean... The eldest, eldest person in the womb or the eldest person in the family would serve the younger. That's not her of in the Old Testament. That's not her of in those times. The oldest always got the first blessings. 
When Isaac was on the day, he told Esau. Remember, Isaac is the father. The babies are Esau and Jacob. He told Esau, Isaac did, prepare food so they could bring and receive his blessings. But Rebekah overheard and told Jacob to bring her food so she could prepare for Isaac. There's something going on here, right? Yeah. But Jacob was the younger. Isaac, I mean, Esau was the oldest. But they were both twins. So they tricked Rebecca. They were tricked Isaac. Rebecca risked risk deception to follow God's promise. She believed that what he said was true. It should be noted that God did not call Rebecca to deception, but God's sovereign, despite the good and the bad choices, were made of him and of his plan. Unfolded exactly as he told her. Later, her son Jacob would wrestle with God, for God had given a new name to Israel. So there was Esau and Jacob, twins, but Esau was older. He should have got the blessing, but the blessing went to Jacob. When Isaac found out he had been tricked, now he was old, he could barely see. When he found out he had been tricked, it made Esau mad, it made Isaac mad, and Jacob fled. Jacob went to stay with his uncle, Laban. And he met one of his daughters. If I could tell you what he said, he said he fell deeply in love with Rebecca. Now, who was Rebecca? It was Laban's daughter. And he he just, he just fell head over head. How many men would do what Rebecca did? I mean, Jacob. Jacob did. He had to work seven years for Laban so that he Laban would give him Rebecca, I mean Rachel, as his bride. Oh. Seven years a guy worked. Well, the big day happened. Rachel walked in. He's a proud guy. He's going to have Rachel his own. They got married and they had sex. I'm not going into how, what happens when they have sex, but that's the consummation of a marriage. But Laban tricked him. So what do you mean tricked him? He made love to Leah, not Rachel. Apparently he had a veil on. They did things that well, I won't discuss with him, but I'm, it did. It, I, I, I still said it all. He married Leah, like thinking of Rachel. Next morning he woke up and he said, who in a, what in a, he looked at Laban and he said, Laban, you tricked me. I don't, I didn't want uh, this girl, Leah. I wanted Rachel. I said, I worked for you for, he said, listen, work for me seven more years and I'll give you Rachel. Wow. And he gave him Rachel immediately after the ceremony even though he had to work for seven more years. Jacob, Benjamin, before she died, she gave her son named Benjamin. Benjamin was of the tribe 
that Jesus unfolded from. So, Jacob had a great story. There's many stories about Jacob. He arising with God and all kinds of things. But we're talking about mothers. Rebecca took Joseph, I mean, took Jacob, and she had birth. Anyway, the next mother I'm talking about, most people have never heard of this, is Jacobed, the mother with a plan. A new Egypt, a new king Egypt came to power, and the old uh, the old Pharaoh was dead. He didn't understand all he knew about uh, what had happened to Jacob and how he had saved the Egyptians during a famine and all this kind of stuff. And he took over, and he, he had he had a he had a he treated he got scared of, of uh, Israel. Because they were repenting, thankfully, a lot of babies were born. Next thing you know, there's many babies and going on that he was afraid. The new Pharaoh was afraid that they'd take over the uh, the children of Israel would take over his kingdom. So he made the decree: when all the boy kids dead, all boy kids dead. He told the just uh, Hebrew mothers, every Hebrew child born of man will be killed. That's a horrible thing. There's a little lady by the name of Jacobed. She's a mother. One thing for sure, she didn't want her child killed. So when she birthed the child in secret, she took and hid it in the bushes in a basket Floated on the river Nile, instead of watch over it, she'd take it out and feed it, put it back in a basket. She was not to be killed. This baby was not to be killed. Jacob had heard of this, and he searched for the child. But she would not allow that child to be found. One day, the Pharaoh's daughter came to the river Nile to bathe. She heard a voice. She looked, God, there's a baby in here, a beautiful baby. Jacob Bed watched the whole thing unfold. She said, well, where does this baby come from? And the uh, Israeli mother, Jacob Bed, said he's a Hebrew. She took the baby, which was named Moses, out of the river Nile and raised him and allowed Jacobed mother to nurse him. So really God had a plan for this guy. They birthed the son and hid him for three months. She spoke up and said, It's my daughter she didn't let she didn't tell the Pharaoh of his daughter. But when Pharaoh's daughter saw the basket her servant retrieved it. In his eyes, she found the baby crying. Knowing he was a Hebrew, she felt sorry for him. And Moses was taken to the upper being, the Pharaoh's palace, and there he was raised. 
Jacob had returned with his with her daughter to nurse him, her own baby. Pharaoh's daughter paid Jacob to nurse and to raise the baby until he was old enough to come and live with her. She then adopted him as her son and named him Moses. That's Jacob. Moses' mother. That's how God's plan works itself out. Mother who followed no rules. The sixth mother. She not she's not mentioned in the book of our judges, although would some would say she's has point mentioned in first Chronicles four. We cannot know for sure, so we decided that she did it well more important than her name. She is married to a man named Moriah, Manoah, excuse me. But he was not able to conceive. The angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, You're barren and you're childless. But you're going to come come pregnant and give birth to a son. Whoa, a son, yes. Now seeing that you drink no wine or fermented drink, and you do anything unclean, you'll become pregnant and you'll have a son whose head is never to be touched by a razor. And the boy would be dedicated by the Nazarite vow. He would take the lead and deliver Israel from the hands of Philistine. Simpson's mother knew there was something special about the angel of the Lord. When her husband was afraid that he would not die before seeing the face of God, she became the voice of reason saying, He would not have told us these things if he was going to kill us. At that time, people were afraid of God. They were afraid to mention his name. That's a special name for God and for Jesus and the Holy Spirit, even though Terry has, uh, T has uh, these names. But anyway, she gave birth and named the boy Samson. And the Lord blessed him. Although some of his actions were questionable, the Lord used him mightily in his plan to defeat the Philistines. The seventh mother, that I'll talk about the mother-in-law who shared her faith Naomi oh God's my favorite lady Naomi she's a, a Israeli that was married had two sons two sons married Moabite women found in the land Naomi lives in, and lives in Moab for a while even though it's against the law no one was to cohabitate with no Moabs. But Naomi and her family fled to the country of Moab because famine in the land. Her husband died, well, and her two sons married Moabite women, Ophar and Ruth. After 10 years, both Naomi's sons passed away. And Naomi heard the Lord had blessed the land of her people with food again. She told her daughter-in-law that they could return home to find new husbands. But you know what? They said, where you go, I'll go. Your God will be my God. They argued, and Naomi said, I give up. Come on, Dan, let's go. They walked back to the land. And Naomi took care of Ruth. Ruth was there and took care of her. They took care of each other. 
they're told what to do, but um, feeding them and going into the fields to harvest the grain from the people. And, and Ruth did whatever she was told. Ruth and Boaz, well, I see, I'm getting mad myself, and Ruth fell in love with Boaz. Boaz was her redeemer in a sense of she they knew that she knew that the elders of a tribe always had somebody to take care of them. And Naomi said, Well, I think Boaz is is the right person, but I'm not sure. No one to go out in the field and harvest the grain which left behind by the pickers and then they'll know. Well, you know what happened? Boaz said, who in the world is that good-looking lady there in the field? They said, that's uh, Ruth, Naomi's daughter-in-law. And if you, uh, well, Boaz said, she's a good-looking lady. Tell the men, said, do not touch her. Every once in a while, leave more than the droppings of the grain. Make sure the whole stock appears and let her pick it up and don't reprimand her. Take care of her. I warn you. They did all that. Meanwhile, Boaz came in the field every day as an overseer. He looked at him. There was Naomi. I mean, Ruth again. Well, the story goes that Naomi said, you know, Boaz is a good man. He can take care of us. So put on your best perfume, oh, put on your best shirt, you, and go to the uh, place that they're threshing the wheat. At nighttime, wait till he gets half drunk and go down and lay beside him and see what happens. Well, the story goes, and she did all those things, and boy, I in love. A hooker crook, he married uh, Ruth, and out of Ruth, Came the in-laws of Christ. So half a Moabite lady came in the life of Christ to the union of Ruth and Boaz. And the child was named Obed, the father of Jesse, the father of David, who would be king. It's so wonderful how God has plans if we wait on him. Sometimes we have to wait a long time for God to work his plan out. But the plan will work out if you listen to God and do exactly as God says, even though there are times that we don't want to wait. You know, I'm involved in that right now. I'm waiting for God to do something with me. And I don't know what's going to I don't know what he's going to do. There are times that you just get frustrated waiting. Do I want to preach it? I'm a pastor of church? Maybe. I'm not sure, but I think so. But i got to wait on God. Am I qualified? I've been to seminaries, the Bible, read it every day, pray all the time, and God will work his pain out. I don't know what it's going to be. But like Ruth and Boaz, God has a plan, and he work it out, as he did with them. Obed, the father of Jesse, the father of David, who will be the king. It's amazing. And the eighth guy, or girl, or woman, or prince, 
Hannah. Hannah was married to a man who loved her very much, but also had another wife. I don't know how God does that, but you can have one or two, three, four, five, seven, eight. Why do you, how do you do it anyway? It was at, at that time of her life. This wife was able to have children. We learned that the Lord had closed Hannah's womb. Hannah didn't have children. It's a blessing to have children. My mother had eight children. Well, she had eight. My daddy used to say, yes, yeah, she had the seven and one devil. The devil was me. Uh-huh. My mother died when I was born and went forward. But the rival wife provoked Hannah continually. But Hannah would go into the house, and to the Lord she, what? Prayed. Her husband tried to console her, saying, Don't you mean more to me than ten sons? And I prayed to the Lord, and but bitterly, she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you'll only look to your servant's misery and remember me and not forgive your servant to give him a son, I will give him to the Lord all the day of his life. How much? I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor will ever use his abuse on his head. In fact, she was praying so hard, their lips were moving. But no one could understand. So the prophet Eli thought she was drunk. The Lord met Hannah and she came to her birth and named him Samuel. Because I asked the Lord for him. She did, did, just as she promised. And when she was old enough, she took him to the house of the Lord and presented him to Eli. There's a woman that didn't have any children, was totally barren cursed by other people, still loved the Lord and prayed. You can do the same thing, not for children, for promises. Yet, when she weaned him, she gave him to Eli, as she had promised him she would do. So here was a woman that had a son from a promise from God, weaned him, and gave him to Eli to serve him and the Lord. What kind of mother does that? It's a mother that loves God even more than she loved her son, where she would give his life, her life for the son if she had to. That's what we have to do. We have to love God to the point that nothing else matters. Do you love God? He's in charge of the whole thing. 13, 14, 15, 20 years, it may take him to, not may take him, it could do it immediately, but he has to get you right, he has to serve right, and then it happens. My heart rejoices in the Lord, and the Lord my horn is lifted up. My, my, my mouth boasts of all for my enemies, for the light in your deliverance, and their beautiful prayer continues. Samuel lived his life dedicated, that's his son now that was born, dedicated his life to the Lord and would go to the, on to lead the people of Israel, anointing Israel's first and second kings, Saul and David. That's Samuel and God had worked it out. The ninth mother that I'll talk about 
is Elizabeth. Who is Elizabeth? Elizabeth was married to a priest named Zechariah. And Luke tells us that both Elizabeth, Elizabeth and Zechariah was righteous before God, reserving all his commands. But Elizabeth was childish. Ninety-six and nine. I have to close this down. But Elizabeth carried a guy named John in her womb, and the greatest mother that ever lived was Mother Jesus, Mother of Jesus. She's about thirteen years old when the Gabriel came down to took her, and then she went to visit Elizabeth. And Don't worry, Dad. You got a little extra time. Go, go, go ahead and finish it with it. Do it, okay? And uh, Mary's pregnancy, blessing from the Lord. And when it came time for Elizabeth to give birth, she named him John. And Mary named her Jesus. A 13-year-old girl, that's what the seminary people say, but, you know, I researched, and uh, they said that, and I agree with them. But, you know, people lived a long time and didn't live at long ages because of disease and whatever. And Mary had a baby. She named her Jesus, who died on the cross. And before he died, Mary was standing beside the cross. He looked up, looked up to heaven. And he said, "My, my God, my God, why have you deserted me?" Mary wondered in her soul of her son that she knew was very special, because she never knew a man at that time. And the child was born. His name was Jesus. I'm a, I could I could spend an hour talking about Mary, but I'll leave it here. T, um, do I give my? Shall I give my? Yeah, give give your give what you want to give. Okay. All right. My email is uh, Colonel Abbott. C O L O N E L, A B B O T T. Three six six at gmail.com I'll say it one more time Colonel Avent Colonel C-O-L-O-N-E-L like a Marine Colonel Abbott A-B-B-O-T-T and the numerical 366 at gmail.com emails if you got questions emails if you want to answer well I don't know why I give you an answer but I'll try <laughs> And whatever you desire of me, I'll try to give to you. For it's in Christ's name, I try to do all things. And that's it, folks. I have a question. Well, I got an answer. Go ahead. So I have heard this before when I was growing up, that uh, Jacob wrestled God. Okay, is that like wrestled, like physical wrestling? Yes. Uh, Okay, Wow. So you got to tell me a little bit more about that because they don't really go into detail about that, and I'm not sure. Maybe I should tune out chicken part of that story. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, his own way to see Laban, and he and the angel of the Lord met, and, and they wrestle. You know, they, they, God has a plan. Like, he could have he not wrestled at all. He could just touch Jacob, and that would have been that for him. But he didn't. He let him wrestle. And before he left and went to heaven, he touched his hip, and he became crippled. Wow. Okay. 
Jacob became crippled. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. His favor is him. Well, Your dad just became crippled half the time, so I'm not trying to compare myself to Jacob. I mean, to, to, yeah, to Jacob, but uh, that's it. What else? You got another question? Yeah, I do. So uh, here's my question, and let me explain something to you, Dad. I, I've been thinking about this. So, you know, God doesn't choose the quarterbacks to play the game in the Bible. Okay, you know what I mean? By the top of the, they're, they're the top of their, their line. They just, you know, the quarterback is the brains of the team. And so God turned, he, a lot of times he chooses projects. I mean, come on. You know, uh, Jacob goes and tricks a couple people. Um, you know, karma is that he goes goes and uh, meets his, oh, it worked seven years for her. And bada bing, bada boom, he gets the wrong girl. <laughs> Exactly, you know, in his mind. But I understand birthright. The oldest has got to get married first, and you know, and and it looks like that he becomes a great, uh, you know, a project turns into a prospect, right? We used to make jokes about my dating. My dad and I did. I used to tell him I dated more projects than I did prospects, and uh, but to these are like project people or or souls. And he he's does he what does he say? You are the I I don't know why he does that. God does that. Do do you not get that too as well? I mean, God, these people are not the best. God doesn't you know. choose superstars. Yes, there you go. Better. And okay. uh, he chooses. He knows. He knows what a person. Is. He knows what he's going to do for the rest of our life. He knows my next move. Am I willing to wait for his next move? God chooses people that he knows will follow him. And he puts adversity in their path so that they understand. Okay. God chooses people that he knows will follow him relentlessly after they know the way. Right. God doesn't choose superstars. If it happens to a superstar, he'll choose him. But God chooses people that he knows will follow him. God wants a servant to follow not to try to lead. All right. Well, I thank you because I've been struggling for a really long time. I guess God has been working with me, you know, and I just got to know Jesus about a year ago, okay? Uh, and that's a cool story I'll tell you another day. But, uh, you know, um, he came to me in a different way because if he said, I'm Jesus, we're like, you need to go away. Um, <laughs> because it doesn't really matter because... But um, so I have done, you know, we've all done things we're not proud of. I've done things I'm not proud of. I, and I remember I said, are you sure you're, you got the right person here? He goes, absolutely. I was like, okay, Mr. Holy, if you say so. And, uh, you know, Joshua. And uh, so it's helped me because when you've been doing these stories, I was like, huh, wowzer. I, you know, I mean, you know, all this stuff that, like King David. Right, he did all that stuff, right? And he's king, and he's after God's own heart. I go, hey, anybody listening now or listening later, you got a great chance of being close to God's heart. He's not that picky, <laughs> okay? So that's what I think. Um, serving Him, okay, I can do that, you know. And it's a struggle time to do to time, time and again, Dad, and do that because I'm like, are we? You know, I said you told me you were going to do this, and nothing. I mean, all I'm hearing is crickets. Okay, and <laughs> I was like, "Really?" And this happened not too long ago. Two and a half later, hours later, I got it right. I was like, "Oh, thanks." Okay, so 
I remember there's divine time, not my time, right? And sometimes they right. coach, I suppose. But thank you for sharing that with me because I really struggled with because uh, sometimes I have some really mean thoughts. I know we all do, right? We all do. Yeah, and I have it in the best. And I was like, are you sure, right? And I still, I'm asking that now. Are you really sure? And then, you know, I had a dream the other night. I'm like, okay, hey, so. That's all that. But thank you. Thank you for answering that. Thank you for showing me these things that, about people. Uh, and, and I appreciate it more than you know, Dad. I'm sure everybody else that's listening to me now or later does, you know. And there's some great moms there. Wow. Wow. You know, Grandpa was had to be your mom and your dad for a long time, and well, not a long time, but you know, until until he married again. And uh, so, thank you for sharing that with us, and I appreciate it. You know. All right. See you later. I love you, Daddy dears. Take care. I love you also, right. and love the people that listen. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. All right. Bye.